you know, this uh, want to talk about right now, you're getting a lot, a lot of different reporters. You're getting a lot of different um, outlets that are talking about, you know, the fate of democracy. And you and I have been have been, you know, working in campaigns for a very, very long time. And it just it drives me up the wall whenever we whenever I, I continuously hear this is the most important election of our lifetime. This is the election that will determine the fate of our nation for the next you know, decade or the next you know, 100 years. Um, it's like all these doom days, doom days scenarios that are that are popping up. You know, it's like and, and look, and regardless of party, it's like you elect this person and democracy will be done for you elect this person and, you know, and there'll be a hellhole that opens up and all of us will be, you know, drowning, you know, in this thing. And it's like you would think that our democracy is stronger than what the hell, you know, than, than electing an individual or two. And it just it's like, look at everything they said when Trump was going to, you know, was first being elected into office. Mm-hmm. You know, there were all these doomsday scenarios and you know, the economy did pretty well. You know, mm-hmm. gas prices were down. People had more money in their pockets. Interest people were buying home. People were due. Interest rates were down. Right. And even even right now when you got Joe Biden and, you know, interest rates are sky high, gas prices are higher, the cost of food and everything else has gone up. We're still functioning as a democracy. It's costing a lot more than it did before, but we're still functioning. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, we, we may be worse off financially, but I think the democracy is still there you know we we still have choices we still have opportunities that are available for individuals and so you know as we enter this new election cycle coming in or you know that we're going to start voting this in a couple months it's once again all these doomsday scenarios and it just for me it just driving up the freaking wall well every election is you know what i say is this is the most important election for 2024 and then the next one will be the most important election for 2026. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think what happens, is, and it's especially true with the media. Yeah. And and this is the sea change, I think, that you have seen from the media being reporters and investigative reporters and actual journalists to being talking heads that are trying to sell books and podcasts and everything else that is a sea change that's taken place and you know uh, and i'll go to to one thing that showed that is and it's one of the things i've said in california the media is responsible for many of the things that happened to us in california because they do not hold gavin newsom and the people in charge his feet to the fire and by that i mean simply asking tough questions and pursuing things and and that's why you were away but that's why I think you saw a different kind of debate between DeSantis and Gavin Newsom than most people expected, because when they threw out facts about California, there was no answer to it. The California media needs to do that. And so instead, they get into this hype business and make it that if, you know, Donald Trump or the Republicans become, you know, get in charge, it's going to be the end of democracy as we know it. And, you know, Sean Sean Hannity or whoever it was asked him the question about dictator and, and he can, gives a flip answer and everybody freaks out. You know, there are checks and balances in the system, right. number one. Number two, it's a republic, 
we elect people to represent us. So, you know, what happens is the people make that decision. And I think every time the media tries to hype it up, it, it becomes more and more transparent that, you know, for them, it's not, for them, it's a different set, a different goal. It's a different standard. Our standard is to have a fair election where one person who is eligible to vote votes one time and it's counted once. Their standard is let's make this the most important election of our lifetime and build up the hype like it's some kind of TV show and what have you. And, you know, and I do think, and I'm not, I don't think I'm being biased in this. I think it is because they want to make people scared of a Donald Trump presidency. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you see it in the reporting of the primaries, um, you know, to make sure that Donald Trump is the one that gets the nomination. And I think you'll see it right through the election because that's what they did in 16. That's what they did in 20. Um, you know, the question is going to be, is that going to be enough to overcome what you and I and everybody else listening to this faces every day, which is you can't buy a house because they can't build houses because of all of these regulations and environmental things. The interest rates are so ridiculously high that buying a car or buying a house is out of reach of most people because interest rates are now so high. They're seven times more than what they were when Trump left office. Um, you know, the cost of living, whether it's energy, food, anything, is going through yeah. the roof, considerably higher. Yeah. Um, and that impacts everybody every day. And so what happens is, you know, what we just talked about, the borders are open. As a result, you have less and less government services for people. You have more and more strain on government resources that results in either our taxes being raised or in other places, but California, services being cut. Right. That's because we have open borders and people flying in or flooding in. So all of those things are problems that we face every day and make a real difference, not just in our pockets, but in the quality of our life. Our safety, our security, are we going to be able to retire? Are we going to be able to have, right. you know, afford our kids' education and stuff like that? And I think those are going to be the paramount issues, not this media-contrived thing of the end of democracy as we know it. You know, that I don't think that's going to resonate as long as people are hurting and people are scared. And I think people are hurting and people are scared. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. It, it's, it, it makes for a good headline. It makes for a good... You know, read, you know, it's it's like the Inquirer, right? It's like a salacious headlines. Not and even as good as TMZ, at least TMZ, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and that's what it is. It's it's uh, but I mean, it's just it's once again, I'm starting to I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to, you know, this whole doomsday scenario. And it's uh, I it's just it's it's bananas. But you know what? You know, you know, along this area of bananas, right in the category of bananas, um, you you mentioned something that just kind of piqued my interest. You got Cuomo, who was taken out of office because of sexual harassment. He's contemplating running for mayor, right? Right. And, of New and York. at this point, because New York had, New York City has this wacko system called ranked choice voting, where basically you don't go in and vote for mm -hmm. one person. You go in and rank the people that you like. And, um, you know, because of that, and then you don't get to vote again. It's not like a primary, like... 
you go in and vote for three people, one person wins, and then you have a general election. This thing is all at the same time. So, you know, in, in that kind of election or that kind of election system, um, you know, they project that he could probably have enough first, second, and third place votes to win. Wow. And, you know, so that's, you know, I mean, that's, so all of these kind of things of, of um, uh, behavior, probably right. is the right word for it, um, take back seats when, again, you're, you're paying so much, you can't get the house, you know. I looked online the other day about a car and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, I mean, you know, it, the, the price of the car enough was bad enough. And I mean, I'm looking like at a Honda here. I mean, the price is, I mean, I'm not looking at a John Kerry car. I, I mean, you know, the price itself is bad enough. Then you start figuring the interest rate. It's like, forget yeah. about it. So, well, you know, well, maybe you got to change it around, Mike. You got to change things around. Maybe you got to go like George Santos and, and go go do the cameo thing. I, I offered to do cameo and cameo said, no, thank you. Yes. That's another perfect example. Now, you want to know democracy going to hell? There you go. I mean, you, know, you get a guy who's indicted. You get a guy who's completely off the wall. You get a guy who has no conscience, no morality. Um, you know, we used to call it in, in Italian a faccia, which is the face. You, you, you embarrass yourself enough that you never show your face. Yeah. This guy has done that in Congress, and now he makes a sh shitload of money on Cameo because people like John Fetterman are hiring him to bust somebody, to bust Senator Menend um, Menendez's well, chops in New Jersey. You know, he hires him to, to, to do a message to Bobby in New Jersey talking about Menendez's indictments. And it's like, well, there's your democracy right there. So, you know, maybe there is some truth to that whole thing, democracy's burning. You know, it's, but, but, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, I mean, Fallon hired, Jimmy Fallon hired him to do four different videos. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, so, uh, yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. He made 175000 I think, in one week. In one week. From all these cameos of people just hiring him to do all these other these things. Hey, maybe we should hire him to do, to say uh, happy birthday to Julie, when, you know, when the birthday comes Yeah, no, up. I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that would work. But I do have a list of people, and I'm sure you do too, that I would like him to say, hey, you want to, you want to call this guy because he's the best guy in the world. And then watch, watch that thing. So, plop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. It's amazing what we have come to. There's no doubt. Everybody has their 15 minutes of fame. Everybody well, has their 15 minutes of fame. Well, you got the rise of Cuomo. You got, you know, and, you know, uh, granted, I mean, he's, he's getting, he's making all this money, but I mean, with all the lawsuits he's got pending, I'm sure. Well, I wonder what happens to those. Are those, those now become private lawsuits or does he get defended by those lawsuits that he, that he has on him? Who? Or now that he's got kicked out, do, do they go away? Oh no, they don't go away because because the 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 lawsuits are based, the lawsuits aren't civil; they're criminal. Oh, they're criminal lawsuits because of of mismanagement of money, spending money on things he should not have spent it on, election, not election, but campaign finance violations. Right. Yeah, no, these are these are criminal charges that he's facing. Okay. So you know, unless he's Hunter Biden, they're not going to go away. Yeah. Well, Mike, well, let's, maybe uh, he'll let's... sell his suit. That's the next thing, you know, when he gets indicted, he can sell his suit. All right. All right, all right. Before we end, tell, tell us about this suit uh, and Donald Trump. I, you know, I, I thought I was in the know, but I obviously I wasn't. 
So I read this article where, where basically the suit that, that the president wore in um, Fulton County, Georgia, when he was arraigned, because that's the only place that that's actually happened, um, you know, and fingerprinted and what have you, apparently he's taken that suit and they've cut it up. And I'm sure it was a very expensive suit because, you know, the president doesn't wear cheap suits. Um, you know, he's not an off-the-rack kind of guy. But they cut it up and now they're selling it along with one of his um, electronic cards, like the ones that they sold before that have him like riding on an eagle or lightning bolts coming out of his eyes and stuff. And, and they're selling it for $99. And with the card, you get a piece of his suit. Like you do, like you would like you got some grass or some infield dirt from Yankee Stadium um, or something like that. So... How much? How much back, did he make so far? Oh, Christ. he made. I I forgot how much he made, but when he first put the cards out, they were sold like within ten hours. Wow. I mean, he tripled the amount of money he invested in it in literally ten hours. Wow. Um, so people will buy this. There's no doubt people will buy this stuff. I mean, you know. So I'm, you know, I'm gonna. I still have the suit I wore for my first Holy Communion forty-eight thousand years ago. Maybe I should cut that up and sell it. I don't know. It's just bizarre. I mean, it's look. I don't think. I think democracy is fine. I just think the world is bizarre right now. That's all. Yeah. I, I'm, all right. I'm not sure. You know, maybe the climate change has knocked us out of orbit or something. But we're in a very bizarre time. Could agree with you more, Mike. It's and, a great uh, time to be a comedian. That's probably the best. Oh, a lot, lot, lot of fodder there. Yeah. So, Mike, it's great getting get together with you again. Home. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Welcome home. Um, so let's uh, let's end it here and uh, right. and until the next time. Take care, everyone.